Psalms tonight, chapter number 84. Psalms, chapter number 84. And I sure am thankful for the goodness and the grace and the mercy of Almighty God, ain't you? He's been so gracious to each of us. And uh, I'm very thankful tonight to be in the Lord's house. And I hope by the time we leave, you'll be a lot happier about it too. Amen. Never have understood folk that uh, gets upset by going to church. Amen. Amen. You're saved. You're love church. That's right. The only folk I ever met didn't like church lost folk. Amen. And uh, well, amen. That's right. I like church. Amen. Church is good. Amen. I like everything about church. Amen. I like the people that sit at church. I like the songs that we say at church. I like uh, I like the pews we sit in at church. Amen. I like the carpet in church. Amen. I'm telling you the truth. I like the microphones in church. Amen. These are God, by the way. Amen. Right. Well, say amen right there, somebody. Amen. I like everything they like about church. Yes, sir. And uh, the Lord help me tonight. I want to preach on this song, Why I Love Church. Amen. Why I Love Church. Psalms chapter number 84. We'll begin reading together in verse number 1. Psalms chapter number 84. We'll begin reading verse number 1. If you're there, say amen. Amen. The Bible says in verse number 1, How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself. Where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they. Everybody wants to be blessed, don't we? Well, I'm going to explain to you how to be blessed. Blessed are they that dwell in my house. Somebody ought to help me right there. I ain't never met nobody that's been faithful to church that regretted it. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee, Sia. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, see Behold, O God, our shield. Has yet been a shield for anybody? And look upon the face of thine anointed. I've always loved this verse. For a day in thy courts is Better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Amen. Hallelujah. For the Lord God is a sun, S-U-N, and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing. 
thing will he withhold from them that want somebody all shout. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Oh, Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. God help me, I want to preach again on that thought. Why I love church. Let's go forward and pray. Father, we do love you. And Lord, I ask you tonight to fill me and use me, Lord. God, I cannot preach without you. I don't want to try. God, if you would, Lord, forgive me my sin. God, you know my sin better than I know my sin, Lord. You know how miserable I was. And Lord, that's why you sent your only son, God, to die for my sin and wash it always. So, Lord, I don't want any uh, distance or uh, broken fellowship between me and thee tonight. Lord, I, I've got to have you and your touch and your help. So, Lord, please remove me and get me out of the way. Fill me, Lord. Speak to me and through me tonight. God, work in our hearts as only you can. May the word of God go forth and lodge and root in the hearts of these thy people. And for what you do in this place for us, through us and in us, we'll thank you in Jesus' name. All of God's people said, Amen. Let me give you a little background introduction. By way of introduction tonight, I do want to say uh, it is here in our text where we find the psalmist has been said to be unknown. I, I, I begin to study to try to figure out who the psalmist is. The Bible says in chapter number 84 at the top of my Bible, it says it's a psalm for the signs of Korah. Uh, may I say that some speculate this particular psalm, uh, it is here that we find it is written to and for the sons of Korah. Uh, may I say earlier on, now stay with me for a moment, early on in the Old Testament books, you'll find that Korah was always in rebellion to the man of God. Are you listening to me? If you don't listen, you're going to miss it. Uh, Korah is in always in rebellion to the man of God. And so here this psalm is being written to uh, his sons. The Bible lets us know that uh, it is Korah. The Bible uh, lets us know it was Korah uh, that was killed by the Lord for his rebellion. But Somehow his sons made it to the other side. Uh, somehow or another, they end up not just making it, but they end up being leaders, literal, literally worship leaders in the church down the road. Ain't somebody going to say, thank God for grace. Ain't you glad that some of y'all got a different path than your ancestors? Some of y'all may have a good heritage, but I'm looking at a whole bunch of folks didn't have a real good godly heritage. Uh, I'm glad for mine, but thank God for those that God rescued from their heritage. Here we are, these sons of Korah. Some believe it's David. Of course, David is always connected to the book of Psalms. And there's not a song written that we don't imagine that it's David, but speculations there. Some believe it's David writing during the time of his son's rebellion, Absalom, when he's trying to overthrow the throne and the kingship of David. You're talking about a dark time friend. Y'all know the story. Absalom is seeking his father. He's seeking revenge. He's seeking the throne and the king 
kingship and it's to the point that David has to flee from his own throne. I'm talking about the king, friend, has to leave the throne. Some speculate it's him because in his absence from the throne, it also means an absence from the temple. And so this psalm, whoever is writing, is being written by somebody who is longing for the house of God. Some believe it was the exiled Jew. They believe it was a Jew that had been exiled from his native land. We understand this is twofold. Uh, what you'll find in your Bible is when the Jews were exiled, uh, uh, there's two different parts of the kingdom. The northern part of the kingdom was exiled into parts of Syria. And the southern part of the kingdom was exiled into what we know as Babylon. Is anybody listening? Y'all know your Bible? You're looking at me with a cross eye like you lost. Uh, uh, the Jews were exiled. Uh, the Jews were forced out of their territory and taken into bondage. Some went to Syria, others went to Babylon. Can I tell you what kind of place Babylon was? Babylon was the place uh, where you read stories like this. There was a man by the name of Daniel. Uh, we know the story. There was a king named Nebuchadnezzar. And Babylon is such a wicked place that the king sends forth a decree. And he says, here's the deal. Ain't nobody going to be praying. And if you do pray, uh, we're going to throw you in a lion's den. You're talking about a wicked place for him. This is more than an executive order. Are you following me? Uh, they're threatening death in Babylon. And so David, what's what What's he do? He goes back to the house. He opens his windows and for three days he prays aloud. And short up, here come uh, King Nebuchadnezzar and his men. And they gathered up Daniel and they took him down yonder to the lion's den and they pitched him in. And no doubt uh, they laughed as they thought, boy, uh, that man's dead as a door down. Uh, but to their surprise, uh, uh, when they came by the next day and they popped the lid to the lion's den, uh, there sat Daniel petting them big lions. Uh, reading a bedtime story as they napped and yawned on his lap and they said my God in heaven what is this I'll tell you what it is it's a man that's willing to do right at all costs may I say tonight church honey y'all hear me you'll never ever go wrong by doing what's right Babylon was a place where the king issued another decree he said we're going to have a false golden image and he said women begin to play the music. He said, everybody that hears the music must stop what they're doing. And they must bow and bend uh, and worship the golden idol. But among those three uh, in Babylon was three exiled Jews uh, by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And here's what they said, King, uh, we will not bow. He said, what do you mean you won't bow? They said, whether our God deliver us or whether He don't, uh, we know that He is able and we will not bow. That king got mad and said, All right, boys, I'm going to make an example out of you of all Babylon. He said, Not only going to throw you in the furnace of fire, but we're going to heat it seven times hotter than one. He said, Seven times hotter than it's ever been. It was so hot. Follow me now. That the very gods that he had sent had to throw them in died just from the exposure of the furnace. But here went Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their Lord had not showed up yet. And if he didn't show up at all, they were trusting to see him on the other side. And they walked into that fiery furnace. And it was there the king looked and said, Holy smokes. That's redneck version. He said, I look and lo, I see a fourth man in the fire which appeared to be 
the Bible said uh, not even a drop of smoke. Uh, the smell of smoke got on their clothes. Uh, and the only thing that got burned was the uh, ropes that had them bound. Uh, and he bowed down the king uh, and said, Blessed be the God of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's the kind of place Babylon was. Uh, uh, may I say Babylon? There was no temple. There was no tabernacle. There was no testimony. There was no triumph. Uh, these sons of Korah uh, have obviously experienced uh, the, 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 uh, the void uh, of the house of God. Uh, but may I say uh, uh, that Babylon was the kind of place uh, that would set forth a decree uh, uh, but my friend to thank God uh, for some exiled Jews uh, who made up their mind. Uh, no matter what the world says, help me somebody. No matter what the king says, uh, no matter what the government says, uh, no matter what the philosophers say, uh, our God is alive and well and we will not bend uh, and we will not bow and we will not break uh, and we will not be silenced uh, and they trust to God in the midst of, of Babylon. I believe these exiled Jews could be the writer. It would make perfect sense. May I say tonight that regardless of who it is, we understand the psalmist begins to write about the house of God in Psalms chapter 84. And they begin to mention and talk about their absence from it. That's why the psalmist here uses words uh, uh, in verse number uh, in verse number two. He said, "My soul longeth, yea, even thanketh for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God." Has anybody ever had to long uh, for the house of God, friend? Uh, let me tell you all something. If you're saved by the good, marvelous grace of God, uh, they ought to be. I need somebody to help me. They ought to be something on the inside of you and I that belongs to be in the house of God even when you can't help it they ought to be along it even when it's out of your hands there ought to be something in you that loves the church may I say I understand we may not know how it feels exactly to be exiled or to be expunged but may I say even today friend our country is facing things that it's never faced concerning the church. Do you know right now, tonight, about three or four hours from us, uh, uh, behind us uh, in Santa Clara, California, uh, there's a church there, uh, North Valley Baptist Church, and still yet, right now, as we speak, uh, uh, their church congregation cannot gather. Uh, I'm talking about this is old time, Bible believing, independent, fundamental, premillennial, dispensational Bible, rightly dividing, God fearing, Holy Ghost Church. Uh, right now, they're forced to sit in their cars. Uh, there's no handshakes. There's no hugs. There's no congregational singing. There's no choir singing. The pastor can't even see the faces of his congregation. Uh, my friend, I'm going to say this tonight. Whether you like it or not, uh, uh, this government, our nation, uh, has took this virus. I know it's real. Uh, but they took it as a weapon against God's people. Uh, my friend, listen. This is stuff the old timers used to preach was to come. Uh, my friend, I'm preaching in the day that it showed up. Uh, I'm Listen, it's only started, friend. Uh, we've only seen the beginning of what's to come. Uh, my friend, uh, I'm here to tell you this evening 
Kingdom. It's going on in America. But hear me and hear me well. There is no replacement for the gathering of God's people in the local church. I'm trying to tell you tonight. I understand we've got the internet and we've got live stream. But hear me and hear me well. That is not a church. I understand we've got radio broadcasts and TV programs. But hear me and hear me well. That is not church. There's no substitute for God's people gathering in the sanctuary, lifting our arms together, crying aloud together, weeping together, praising God together, saying amen together, worshiping together, praying on the altar together, singing together, preaching together. I'm trying to pray tonight, bless God. I love the church. Right here in our text, this is exactly 
what we find written that the psalmist writes this song explaining all that church is. He writes of how much he missed it. He writes how much he longed for it. And he writes of how much he loved it. May I say what we have here at Stillwater Baptist Church is real, real precious. It's important tonight. It's eternal. It's spiritual. It's top priority. It's invaluable. It's unexplainable. It's God's idea and Christ's establishment. It's our privilege, friend, to have the opportunity to meet together week in and week out and participate in this wonderful thing that we all call church. May I say, I just want her to say again tonight, I love church. I love what we do at church. I love how we praise at church. I love what we preach about at church. I love the songs we sing at church. I love what we feel at church. I love what we find at church. I love what we get rid of at church. Tell somebody, I just love church. And if you've ever been saved, you love it too. And my friend, whether the sons of Korah, the exiled Jew, or the psalmist David is writing, makes no difference to me. I just want to say, whoever it is that loves the church, may I say the church is America's only hope. Our hope's not in Washington. It's in the Word of God. Our hope's not in a president. It's in a Holy Ghost preacher. Our hope is not in Congress. It's in the congregation. Our entire world needs a church. But that is our only hope. I love church. I love the church. Glory for the church. Anybody love the church? God's done more for you in the church than he has any place in the world. I know God answers prayers at home, and I know God shows up in your kitchen when you're washing dishes. And I know, sir, when you're mowing the grass, he'll come by your way. But you better hear me and hear me well. Ain't no substitute, ain't no replacement, ain't nothing better than church. But my friend, we ought to want more, not less. We ought to look forward to it. If you've got to drag yourself out of bed, have to come to church and drag every second of it, look up in here. Something's wrong with you, friend. Something's wrong with you. If you're saved by the crimson blood, your name's in the Lamb's book of life. You gotta take it out of hell. You gotta hold it those comforter. You got a friend that's sticking close to a brother. You got the Prince of Peace. You got the Hallelujah. You got the dearest friend that you could ever have. They ought to be something to be somebody that loves the church. I love the church. I love everything about the church. I love the New Testament local church tonight. I love church. Now what? You ought to love it too. Y'all meet these people. I know you work with them. They go to church on Sunday. And all they did is complain about having to go to church on Sunday. I'm going to make a statement. Don't fall out with me if you want. I'm going to tell you people that don't like church ain't going to get That's right. That's exactly right. It's God. If God came by your way and saved you, and hey, does anybody remember what it was when He pulled hell out of you oh, yes. and threw it down hey. into hell where it belonged and filled you with ten acres of glory? Does anybody remember the fire that could set in your bones and the peace that passes all understanding? And the new song as David said, you got in your heart a new mind that God gives you. I don't look at things the same. I don't think about the things the same. Oh, hey, everything about me changed. Hey, my friend, God got a hold of me. 
men get caught. Shame and shame with the touch. Children weep their way to Jesus. Children weep their way to Jesus. They found a place on their planet like the local church. I've seen God do more in the lives of people in the church. place where ladies came for years and prayed for the husbands. God heard the prayers. This is the place where sinners come and through every dirty, deep, dark secret they ever had every demonic out of hell sin thrown in that Calvary and found out that what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of the Lord Jesus. I'm trying to tell you all that church tonight. Lovely 
two things in here. There's not another word to describe it, but lovely. Ain't nothing like hugging up the neck of somebody who was at all with you. It's a lovely thing. Ain't nothing like getting things fixed. It's a lovely thing. Church is a lovely place. I love church because it's a lovely place. There's lovely pleasures here. Oh, friend, would you agree with me? Church is a lovely place. How amiable, how lovely. Oh, I tell you, I can preach right here all night. I've seen God do so many things. The only thing I can say is, y'all ever see God do those things? You want to thank Him for it, but you don't really know the words to say, so you'll just say, I love Him. Well, hallelujah. Well, Brother Chris got in. Sister Kay started shouting house down. She had to say something before she left. She raised her little hand to say something. Tears started rolling. Her little hands started quivering. And she didn't know what to say. And I don't know if y'all remember, but I remember it well. She said, I just love him. Hey! You know what she realized? God did more for her in two seconds than she could have or I could or you could have done in two lifetimes. There was only one word to describe what God did. It was lovely. It was lovely. It was lovely. We loved him tonight because he first loved us. I'm glad to be in love with the Son of God in the house of God. Church is a lovely place. Number two, I love church because of its longing it's longing passion. Look at verse 2. Verse 2. My soul what? Longeth. Yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cried out for the living God. Church is a lovely place, but it's also a place of longing passion. Uh, the psalmist said, my soul longeth. Notice what he said. I need y'all to get that word by word. My what? My mind? No. Uh, my soul longeth. Uh, you know what this uh, psalmist has been uh, exiled from the temple. Uh, the psalmist has been on the run from his son. Uh, the psalmist, uh, uh, the sons of Korah, whoever it may be, whoever it is, uh, they know what it's like to be in the church uh, and they know what it's like to be out and they're saying, I'm not supposed to be out. I'm in voice to be out. And I long, I, I faint, I, I cry to be in church. But it's not just their mind. But may I say there's a whole bunch of people that are emotionally attached to church. They like what they feel on a certain song. They like how it makes them feel when so-and-so sings their favorite hymn. Or so-and-so preaches on their favorite book. Or so-and-so presents their their favorite thought or whatever it is they're emotionally there uh, but my friend may I say tonight uh, uh, there's more to church than emotion uh, there's more than how you feel my friend it ain't just my emotions uh, and I get emotional but I get emotional because uh, of what's going on on the inside on the inner man uh, the psalmist didn't say hey, it's my mind that longeth to be there he said my soul longeth uh, uh, for the house of God he's Speaking of the inner man, he says, My inner man longeth and fainteth in Christ. May I say there ain't another place on earth uh, who can do for the soul what the church, somebody help me, what the church does. Tell me somewhere else you can go and your soul be revived. 
and your soul be renewed and your soul be restored what about this and your soul be reproved and your soul Somebody will help me be rebuked. I'm going for a place, brother. Uh, brother Shelby, up for heaven, deals with my inward man. This ain't a fleshly show. This ain't a pilot show. This ain't a performance. We don't know how to do all this. Only thing we know how to do is rear back and beg God to show up. And when he does, he'll minister to the soul. There's a longing, passion. There ought to be something in your inner man. Your soul all along for church. My friend, the few times that I've had to miss church, I can agree with the psalmist here, my soul longed to be there. Yeah. People couldn't help it. Reynolds couldn't help it. They went out, had a communist virus. But I promise you this, I bet they longed to be here. Amen. Come on, somebody. Okay. If, if the China virus was a vacation from church for you, you need to get saved to right with God. <laughs> Come on, somebody. That's if you right. enjoyed your 10 to 14 days out of the house of God, you might not have been saved. Hey, somebody. I'm trying to tell you tonight, uh, there'll be something. If you can't help it, you've got to work and you can't be here fine. So be it. Uh, but my friend, there ought to be a something on the inside that longs to eat out People who can miss church for anything and everything under the sun worry me. Come on, somebody. If you're trying to find the way out of the sanctuary, you need to check out, friend. Something's wrong. That's right. Oh, I watch it. Even in our church, people hit that door every opportunity to get. Don't go to bed early now. You're preaching right. Oh, yeah. Six years. It's been the same for six years. Every little excuse they can get to hop up and run the bathroom, they're going to tinkle. They'll hold it for a three hour movie. Help me, somebody. You want to know why you don't want to be in here like you used to be? Your flesh is going to ruin your spirit. Come on, somebody. When this starts to become burdened and worrisome to you and starts to agitate you, the problem is not with the church, the problem is with you. They get agitated. From the time they walk in to the time they leave, they're counting down the minutes. Something's wrong with you. Well, I've got some help on this side. What about this side? Y'all want to help me? If you want help, as soon as you get in, something's wrong. There ought to be a longing on the inside in your soul for the house of God. It ought to be. I love church. I love it. He said this about church. The psalmist said, my soul longed for it. Yeah. <laughs> that's an inward thing, man. I said, I said that's an inward thing. Yeah. The reason you don't long for it like you used to is because your inward man's been covered up with all your dirt. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's more flesh showing in your life oh, than your spirit. And that's why church don't mean to you like Look up in here, somebody. Help me now. That's why church don't mean as much to you as it used to. My friend used to. He's the first one here and the last one 
believe. Now you're the first one uh, to come in, or the last one to come in, and the first one out. What's the problem? I'm going to tell you what the problem is. We get so much of stinking world on us. Uh, yeah. All this sin, uh, yeah. sexual, sexual, yeah. uh, stinking bunch of mess uh, uh, infiltrated our lives, uh, and we sold our flesh. Uh, more than we do the Spirit. That's why you're answered from the first congregation to the last invitation. Somebody needs to get along and for the house of God. He said, my soul longeth. You ought to have a longing passion within your heart and your soul for the house of God. This Sunday morning crowd worries me. Come on, somebody. We don't see it as bad here, but we will. We will. We still we got a few Sunday morningers now. That word, got some Sunday morningers. That worries me. Tell me somebody. That worries me. It ought to worry you. If you think you can get one, if you hey, if you think you can come in and sit at the table one time a week and eat and be all right, you're crazy. Amen. By the way, this ought not be the only time you eat three. If you come all three times, please help me somebody. Only the church can provide consolation for your soul. Any of y'all ever need help in your soul? Yeah, sir. Huh? Any of y'all ever come in and it's not your flesh that's bothering you, but your soul is vexed? You fought devils all week. Uh, the, 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 the demons of hell has been attacking your home and your mind and your flesh and everything about you is going crazy. Hey, but my friend, has anybody ever came in here uh, with their soul way low down somewhere? Uh, but somewhere around the third verse, uh, a victory in Jesus. Uh, or somewhere around about the fourth uh, or the fifth verse in the Word of God. Something breaks deep down inside you. Ain't no place ever done for the soul. What the house of God can do for the soul. Amen. I ain't against gospel singing, church picnics, and fall festivals, but if you love the things outside of the church uh, as a product of the church more than you love the church, something is wrong with you. Amen. I don't understand this crap. Wants their kids to be taken out during yeah. service. They want it. Yeah. Well, I was going down there so and so until they stopped taking the kids out for. Uh, playground time and ball games and yeah. everything else in the world. My God in heaven, that, that ain't church at all. Yeah. May I say, listen to me. I, I, I thought about doing a, what they call children's church or junior's church. I, I thought about doing that at one point and then the Holy Ghost told me no. He said, no, then babies need to be under the sound of the preaching of the Word of God. Hey, they need to be under Holy Ghost. full of lovely pleasures and I love church because it produces a longing passion in me but this for Chris right here is the best point and ain't nobody in the building can disagree with me you won't be able to you ready this is the best point and you can't say otherwise look at verse 2 while I love church Psalms 84 2 my soul longeth yet even famous for the courts of the Lord. huh the Lord. whose courts 
<laughs> he said, my heart and my flesh cried out for the who? Y'all saying it like you said. Who is it? Oh, look at verse 3. Yay! The sparrow hath found the house and the swallow. And as for herself, she may lay her young. Even thine altars, O Lord of hosts. Who? My king. Who? My God. May I say I love church tonight for the lovely pleasure. I love church tonight for the longing passion. But my friend, best and most of all, I love church tonight for the living person. Uh, this whole thing's about me. Somebody ought to shout amen. Uh, this whole thing's about him. Uh, uh, may I say tonight I'm thankful for 214 Highway 6, uh, Woodbine, Kentucky, uh, where this work began, where he provided when I ran out of money, where he saved some of y'all sitting in here, where he birthed this church, established this church, blessed this church, and built this church. I'm thankful for 2014 Paris the Road, London, Kentucky, 40741. Hey, my God, I've seen God do some things here. I've seen God call men, save me, bring prodigals home, answer prayers, drive tears, give tears. I've seen him do a complete balance work. Uh, but my friend, hear me tonight and help me tonight. Uh, none of this past, present, or future happens without him. Somebody ought to help me tonight. Uh, it's the Lord Jesus uh, that's done every single bit of this. Uh, because of him you got saved. Because of him you got called. Because of him you came home. Because of him you got baptized. Because of him you found a shout. Because of him you found a place of refuge. Because of him you've got help. Because of him you've seen prayers answered. Because of him the enemy's been defeated. Because of him your children's been saved. Ain't none of it happens without him. You know I love church? Because we're a with him. There's a living person. See? Oh there's a longing. There's some lovely things. But the best part about church, the psalmist records, verse 2 and 3, he said, It's you, O Lord, my king. <laughs> my king and my God. Oh, ain't no place like this place when it comes to him. I could go on all night. But the main reason I love church is because of the living person that established the church. He's the one. It's his idea. Somebody help me. It's his establishment. He said, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. That's what's wrong with all these country churches around here. They took ownership. Friend, hear me. And hear me well, I, this ain't my church. This ain't the deacon's church. This ain't your church. It is in the sense we attend here. But my friend, somebody help me. Ain't a one of us shed a drop of blood for this place. He poured out of Emmanuel's veins. That's where you and I can sit on view and watch God meet with us. It's a living person. This sanctuary is his. This carpet's his. Y'all need to start tripping that carpet better. That's his. I'm being funny. Somebody help me. That's his carpet. Get your stinky gum out of it. It's his views. Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? These are hey, hey, these are his songbooks. Put that all over. And put different pages out of them and play it on them. These ain't mine, friend. This is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. These walls are his. These plates are his. This paint is his. That nursery's his. That sound equipment's his. The bathrooms are his. These doors are his. Everything you're looking at is his. That pew that you're sitting on, 
Jesus Christ, the Son of God, owns them. That communion table is His. That piano is His. Your choir chairs is His. These new mics are His. This take my poor pit, glory to God. It's the one the Lamb of God gave me. It's all His. Somebody ought to help me. It's all His. I thank God for the living person. We wouldn't have nothing if it weren't for Jesus. I love church because of the person in the church. My King and my God. Oh, it's all His. Because without Him, I done got news for y'all. Ain't none of this possible. Uh-uh. Somebody told me y'all heard this once or twice or a hundred times, but somebody told me once, said, so everything you got going on down there, it's all product of you. Wrong. Because you're talented. No. You got a good charisma and you can draw people with your personality. No. Pastor, make the world to me told me that. I said, how are you going to explain all them sinners that used to be on drugs, smoking dope, and drinking beer, and partying, and slutting around? How they all get saved? Call somebody. How are them religious folks like Dickie's wife get born again after living her whole life saying she was saved? But on July the whatever it was, God the whole, hey, 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 God the Holy Ghost. How the word you want to explain it shall be happening to me, a hell-raising drunk madman who didn't want to do nothing but cut and fight and bleed, spit and spall. How in the world would he come in? And, and, and my, my, my talent, come on, preacher. My talent is the one that's a, oh, no, 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 no. There's a good God Almighty. There's a good God in glory that snatched you up. He snatched you up. Here we are. Why? It's his tonight. It's his tonight. 
He's the one that's in charge of it all. Yes, yes, we couldn't keep this building, this, this ordeal afloat if we had to. It's all God. It's a living person. This is the best point. I told y'all it's the best point. A living person. He said, that's my God. I like going to church because that's my God. And that's my king. Glory be to God. I was driving down the road today to that funeral men. Me and Isaac was talking. He rode back with me. And I said, Isaac, I'm, I'm going to be real honest with you, buddy. I said, when y'all first came, I said, I didn't know if you'd stay. I didn't plan on you staying. I said, I'm going to be real honest. I didn't plan on him staying. Brother Dax could preach about anywhere he wants to go. I said, I didn't know, but I knew one thing. While y'all was there, I was enjoying it. And he said this. He said, oh, preacher. He said, after about three services, I done knew. <laughs> he said, I done knew. He said, this, he said, I'm so glad. We was talking about the previous church and their previous church family, and they were so close, just like almost like physical, not just spiritual, but physical family, like a mother and a father, in a sense, and sister man and the hurt and the anguish and the pain that oh. she's had to go through. Uh, but may I say he said, despite all that, this is his word. He said, Brother Josh, I sure am glad. Hey, he said, I sure am glad. Uh, God sent us. That's his words. That's his words. Somebody help me. Ain't nobody poking him, prying him, poking him. That's that young man's word. He said that God sent me and my family. You say, how that happened? It's his, y'all. It's his tonight. I could have never made it happen. I couldn't have drummed it up. I couldn't have preached them in. I couldn't have paid them in. I couldn't have coached them in. But God is building his house. It's all his. All this. Thank you, Lord. A living person. Lastly, I'm skipping some stuff, but I love church tonight because of the lovely pleasures, the longing passion, the living person. But may I say tonight, lastly, I love church tonight because it's a place of lasting preservation. Are you listening? This place will preserve you. Yeah. Help me, somebody. You've stayed with me this far. Don't die now. Look with me in verse 4. Blessed are they that what? I need more than two of you. Blessed are they that dwell, dwell in my house. They will what? Still. Hey, they will be still praising thee. See, look here, verse 5. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them. Church, I love it because it's a place of lasting preservation. May I say this tonight? I need y'all to act right. Church is one place worth staying in. Amen. Amen. You're right. It is. It's worth it all. One place worth staying in. You got problems at work, you're gonna have problems at church. But you better stay with the church. You got problems in this family, you're gonna have problems with that family. But you better stay with the church. This place is a place where you ought to dwell. This is a place of lasting preservation. My friend, that word preservation means this. It means the act of preserving or keeping safe. It's the act of keeping from harm, injury, destruction, or decay. It's the preservation of life or hell on a spiritual level. Think with me tonight. Ask anybody you like. Those 
who have remained faithful to love and be faithful to the church can tell you that God is always spiritually kept and safe. He's always shielded their home. He's always helped them but when nobody else could. My friend, spiritually speaking, this very moment, if you were to walk away from the church, you'll open the door for spiritual harm, spiritual injury, spiritual destruction, spiritual decay, and ultimately spiritual death. There's Christians tonight who are spiritually dead and they're only spiritually dead for one reason. They walked out on the church. This place gives you a lasting preservation. Verse 4. Blessed. I think God's playing games when it says blessed are they who dwell. I ask you to begin. Who wants to be blessed by God? Everybody raise two arms, both feet. Let me tell you a short way to do it. Keep staying out of the church. Yep. Yes, sir. It can't be that simple, Brother Josh. According to this Bible, it is. It is. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will, I like this, they will still be great. I've got a big imagination, always have. When I read that this week, my mind got to thinking about God on one side, the Holy Ghost, and the devil on the other. And in between the two was people like me and you. My friend, I thought about old Job. How God give the devil permission to go and have to torment Job. And the devil said, he'll curse you to your face. It's because you're getting this and you're getting that. You've kept him on the high mountains. He's been in the low mountains. And God said, I'll tell you what. That devil, he said, you had Job. You can sift him. You can scar him. You can beat him. You can belittle him. You can strip him. You can do it all. And so there the devil went. And you know the story. He lost his family, his fields, his fortune. He lost everything he had. His farm, everything. But my friend, there old Job was one day. Mama got to looking for him. And guess where Job was? She found Job on the altar. The same place he would ever want when he had his family. When he had his fields, when he had his farms, when he had all those his fortune, he went back to the place, a picture of the house of God. He went back to the place and he said, Woman, blessed be the name of the Lord, whether he did it or whether he took it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My friend, I'm looking at some people. There's a handful that's been soldiers. You've been right between heaven and hell. My friend, because you dwelled and you stayed faithful. I like this phrase now. They will be still praising thee. Glory be to God. For some people who stuck it out, they've been on the mountain, they've been in the valley. They've seen the good times. They've seen the bad times. They've been seeing the victory. They've been sobbing in the valley. But my friend, not one mile's ever going to be regretted. I've been traveling for the Lord. I'm telling you, stay in the church. Don't you leave the church. I love the church. It'll put a lasting preservation, a hedge, and a protection about you spiritually. Still have this one. Endure some physical thorns. We can talk about that. I ain't saying you ain't never had no trouble. But listen to me. That's the whole deal with that. We'll be still praising that. Even after the storm and the heartache and pain and the trouble. You know what the devil's going to find if you'll stay faithful to the house of God and he comes back around after you've been tried by the fire? There you are somehow another your hand still up. Help somebody. There you are some, somehow another still waving your hanky. 
There goes Brother Max. He's been through storm after storm after storm. He's been cut. He's been bruised. Been punched. Been bit. Been sliced. Been cutthroat. I mean, dear God. They said today at lunch, they're not leaving church. They're faithful until they get run off. They get run off. They've been, I mean, they've been done wrong, friend. But somehow or another, I get to crank it up. But on, on, on. He's the eye of the storm. And for longer goes on bald headed. Brother Dax running like a wild man. You know what the devil sees? He sees he's still, he's still praising. He's still praising. I thought we got him in that trial. I thought we got him at that church. I thought I got him in that heartbreak. I thought I got him with that cancer. I thought I got him with that let down. I thought I got him with that misdirection. I thought I got him. But somehow or another, because he's dwelling and dwelling and dwelling, he's still praising tonight. The lasting preservation that comes over the people of God that remain faithful in the house of God. Lasting preservation. Let me tell you something. The more storms, battles, and trials you go through, you go through them with God. You come out of the other end loving Him more than you ever Lasting preservation. Oh my. That word dwell means to abide as a permanent resident. Yeah. Well, yeah. are you listening? Yeah, sir. He said, Blessed are they that dwell or abide as a permanent resident mm-hmm. in the house of God. I ain't talking about a membership role, friend. Tell me somebody. I'm about to. I talk about a membership role. I'm talking about the member being in the place, the house of God, dwelling in the house of God, being faithful to the house of God. But here's my thought being in love with the house of God. Where else are you going to take your family to get help like this? Right. Huh? Where else you gonna go when one line, one line in the verse melts your heart? You get help from heaven. Where else you gonna go? Right. Something special about the church. Amen. I've never met a person that regretted being faithful to the church. All I've ever heard is the faithfulness of God. May I say tonight, I love church because it provides a lasting preservation for me and my family. Sure. I've got three things. I ain't gonna, I'm just gonna tell them to you. I'll have time to preach them all. But within this lasting preservation, it provides three things. Number one, it provides stability. In verse number four, look with me. I'm still giving to you. Blessed are they that dwell in my house. They will still, they will be still praising thee. Stability. Yeah. Listen to me. I need you to hear me right here. If you don't get grounded in the local church, oh, yes. you are never going to be stable. Right. Are you listening? Sure. In nothing. Your life is unstable yes, if you are not rooted and grounded on the rock. By the way, upon this rock, I'll build my church. When you plant your life in the church, you're planting your life on the rock. Help somebody. Yeah. A real church, you are planting yourself on the rock. You want to know why these people out here, they go to church, they go to church, they go to church, but every little wind, every little storm, it blows them off course. They get out of church for six years. Then they get back in for two, and then they blow out for seven months, and then they get back in for three, and then they blow out for another year. Well, tell you why. They never got the truth, and they never rooted down and planted their feet on the solid rock. They've never been established. Therefore, they're tossed to and fro with every wind and every wave. He gives you stability. Secondly, this lasting preservation, it provides you with strength. Look at verse 5. I'm still getting to you. Verse 5, blessed is the man whose strength 
is in thee, whose heart are the ways of them. Who passes through the valley of the back, they make it a well, and the rain also fills the pools. They go from 